She was grabbing my face and forcing me to kiss her. And I was so drunk that I couldn't like, I didn't right. have like so much control over myself to be like, stop. Like, right. I was very like, you're grabbing me and I'm like, too much is going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hot. I've been in the sun all day. And she wouldn't stop making out with me. And I was like, can you stop? Can you stop? And I was telling her, please stop, please stop. And she was not stopping. And then at a point, I just like turned around. And I started bawling my eyes out. And everybody in the jacuzzi is like, okay, what's <laughs> happening? And they're like, she won't stop touching me. And I no, don't no. want you to keep kissing me. And I don't want to have a threesome. what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the chemical x podcast i'm sure you're so happy to see our faces on your screen every monday or hear our squeaky voices in your ears it's me, Veronica. No cool middle name like Alessia. So <laughs> it's just the V name, not even a nickname. I didn't get shit. <laughs> and I got Alessia Deidre. So here uh, we are. Here we are. And uh, if you're watching on video, uh, I have a couple of questions for you, Alessia. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you changed up your look today. And I just want to know <laughs> if you said 2022 is the year I go goth. but Or also if you got engaged. But you put the sparkles on your eyes. I promise you, this is the only diamonds I have. <laughs> I feel like that would be some shit you would do. Like, I'm too different to get an engagement ring. How about get me a diamond? I'm going to glue it to my body. Wait, can we talk about Megan uh, Fox's ring? Did you see it? I didn't see her ring, but I saw her getting engaged to a, basically a Foot Locker employee. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that meme? Yeah, I was dying. <laughs> well, I was dying at all the camera angles. I was like... Well, my my proposal better have all these secret cameramen or well, I don't know what's going on. I think it was a really cute engagement, though. Did I actually love the caption. I didn't understand what people were buzzing about. It's because and I'll tell you, I didn't get it at first. And then I, I didn't get it down. So at the end of her whole. First of all, I have a couple of things to say about that Instagram caption. OK, first we're done with first, me being gothic. We're yeah, good? we're done with that. We're, we're past that. Okay? OK, it's in. It's in. Clearly. <laughs> OK, so uh <laughs> I read the Instagram caption and it's one of those captions that you know the relationship it's not happy because you know when you when a couple posts their their anniversary and they're like three years with you it's been a lot of downs but some ups and we've gotten through the worst parts and even though we put guns to each other's head we still love each other at the end of the day and you're like whoa like why guys airing out all this shit on your Instagram caption right you know what I mean there's always that couple but I feel like those are the couples that actually last because they're being real like it's not all i know what you mean but when their caption is you know 365 days out of the year we're hitting each other and we're fighting but there's always that one day that brings us together and i remember why i love you and you're very like what the fuck yeah anyway so that caption was a little bit of that it was very like this is the hardest relationship and the most toxic it was very like sketch and then at the end of her whole weird caption i want to read it now it was just like, we love each other so much and this is the hardest relationship I've ever been in. And I was like, okay. And then at the That's end... she wrote? Yeah. And then at the end, she wrote um, basically like their whole engagement. And then she's like, dot, dot, dot. And then we drank each other's blood. And I was like, okay. What <laughs> like is that we supposed get it. to mean? I don't know. That they're like vampires? I don't know if it's a joke or if she's serious and she's just trying to be weird. Or if she's just trying to be weird. Okay, well, what, what or if she, she just mean? never clocked out of her fucking role in... In that movie. <laughs> what was it called again? Uh, Jennifer's, Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body. She said, I'm going to take this role seriously. 
Well, I always felt like the relationship was a little different. Like, I feel like there's definitely... Some, I thought they were, like, breaking up. I thought there was, like, rumors a couple months ago that they were... Like, their relationship was on the rocks. And then I saw they got engaged, and I'm like... I mean, I guess you have to get engaged when your other power couple, um, Travis yeah. and Courtney, just get engaged. You have no choice. Literally. He's going, well, I didn't want to splurge on a ring, but I guess I have to. Just to talk about a ring really quickly. Um, So it's like... It's two diamonds that connect and one is just like her birthstone color, mm -hmm. which is like a emerald green. And mm -hmm. then the other one is just like a traditional diamond ring. And they, they collided the two. That's nice. And um, I'm all for like engagement rings being different and finding a way to like make it like you're not like everyone and this mm -hmm. is your type of ring and it's not traditional. But I know a lot of people are going to, like, say that they like it, but I do not. Oh, you don't? I don't like it, and I'm going to show it to you right now. I'm writing Jennifer's body, guys. <laughs> like, I don't hate... I don't oh like it. Oh, my God, it. I don't like it. Not my style at all. I find it a bit tacky. It's a bit costume jewelry-esque. Yeah. But I think it goes with her whole, like, Victorian vampire vibes. Yeah. You know? Jewels. I do like emerald green as a gem. Me too. I just find it's a little bit. I always feel like emerald green earrings or anything that's like emerald mm -hmm. green is nice. But call me traditional. I want my ring to be simple. Simple. Yeah, I, I don't think I wouldn't go like too different with my engagement ring. I don't think like I want hey, something. Take what you're I, gonna get. <laughs> I want something that shows that like I'm not like it's not a traditional ring, but I still want it to be in the same like. Um, mm -hmm. How do you say it? Like still in this, within the same colors. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be that girl who does a wedding dress and it's not in, you it's know. black and red. Yeah. Like it's not me. No. Um, I actually know exactly what ring I want. So. What do you want? I want um, a radiant cut diamond with okay. just a simple gold band. So it's really important to me that my ring is gold. I really like gold too. Gold. I love gold rings with diamonds. So, so I really like the non-traditional gold ring, but I feel like eventually when I do get engaged, I'll probably still go for silver because it's mm -hmm. like typical. But I know what you mean. Gold yeah. is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just like but the we'll simple see. bands. I like a, a simple like yeah. ring. Anyways, I have a question for you, actually, yes. speaking of this, that I saw another podcast speaking about, which if you want to check them out, it's called The Coffee Breakup. So we're not original now. We're not right? original. Everybody knows now. We're stealing content. Well, no, I I saw them talk about it and I was like, shit, that's actually a really interesting thing. So let's say a guy proposes to you, okay, mm -hmm. and your boyfriend proposes to you and you say no. Is the relationship done after that? And let's say he decides, like, if you say no, we're breaking up. Like, do you agree with that? Okay, well, I have so many questions now. Right. What are the reasons for why I'm saying no? Doesn't matter. Is it because I'm still in school and I want to finish my career before I commit to planning and doing this whole shebang? Well, just because you're getting engaged, and I think this is something that people don't realize, just because you you're getting to get engaged, married. Yeah, you don't have to get married. You could wait six years just yeah. because it's just more like accepting the commitment. So I think, like, so realistically, even if you're in school, if you really love that guy, wouldn't you say yes? Not necessarily. No? No. You would say no to a proposal to a guy you might probably want to marry just because it wasn't the right time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like how, how can you commit to somebody when you're not fully ready on your own? Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like so much changes over time. So just I would do it in a non-embarrassing way. But 
what's weird about all of this is like why is my man proposing to me and why am i not knowing about it that's so that's exactly my point so i think yeah if you propose and i say no or if a guy would propose to a girl and she says no i think there's no problem with him ending the relationship or her ending the relationship because number one nobody first of all you never propose without actually knowing the answer and i think that's a big red flag if you're proposing without knowing well i think a lot of times when we think of people getting engaged and stuff we think it's this luxurious like surprise surprise but like realistically like we said in the past like the girl probably chose her ring and she also i mean if you're in a relationship for a long time you talk about these things Mm -hmm. so i feel like your partner either knows like what's up and if a girl's not ready she's gonna kind of tell you like i want to finish school or i want to make sure that you know uh like people normally have like goals before they want to like settle down and get that so if like for me example i want to like move out and i want to have those things first before i you fucking put a ring on my finger yeah do you know what i mean like i'm just giving examples but i'm just your partner knows so like if somebody's proposing to you and you have no idea then how much does that partner actually know you and how much are you guys in love yeah you know that's exactly what i mean so i think somebody saying no to a proposal is a red flag on actually both parts like first of all it's a red flag because how did you not know she was not ready for this you know what i mean like why is there so much no communication in your relationship that you didn't even know she was gonna say no and on her part it's like why if you really love somebody i believe like and you genuinely see a future with them, you would say yes to the proposal and then figure out the logistics after and be like, look, I don't want to get married for like five years or six years, but like, I do want to commit to you. Yeah. I think if you're serious about somebody, you wouldn't refuse a proposal. I think when you know, you know, and even though it's not the right time to maybe get married or like financially or whatever, I think you know what you want. And I think a proposal is a People can go against you and say like, why do I need to have a diamond ring on my finger for me to feel like, I'm committed to you. Like I yeah. can be committed to you without having the ring. But on wouldn't my finger. you know that already in a relationship? Like if if I was in a relationship with somebody who felt like that, I would know that that's their personality, and I wouldn't just propose to them. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I know that that's their vibe. I genuinely think proposals are like a courtesy. It's like we already spoke about it. We already planned. We want to mm-hmm. be married by this age, or or sometimes next year. You never know per se the exact date or whatever, right. but you always know it's coming. In a proper relationship and like um, with open communication, you just know like people, and you always see mm-hmm. it, guys. Everyone posts their TikTok. I think I'm getting like proposed to today. Like it's never. And also, if you're proposing to somebody after three months and you barely know them and it's a big shock, that's a red flag. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't see it actually being a problem if as a guy you propose to a girl, she says no. Like, I think in my position, I would I would end the relationship. You I would don't end think the I would relationship say, if you don't take the proposal. If I was a guy and the girl said no, I would end the relationship. It's but just what like, if her reasonings for saying no are just because she wants you to redo it when the time is right and when she's ready for it? I just think like if I wasn't aware of it and I was so con- like, I feel like if I was a guy, I wouldn't propose unless I knew for sure. And if I'm so blindsided by her saying no, that would be like, whoa, I don't even know you. Like, why are we together? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I don't know. I just think once you say no to a proposal, I feel like it could really affect the relationship yeah. and like the trust and the communication and the openness you feel like you have right and i'm not talking from experience i mean maybe if somebody I feel like how does the guy come back from that that's what i'm you saying know? like, I feel like how do you get to the, the balls point? after that 
They're in the garbage. Holy shit. He threw his manscape with it. I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to say because I haven't been in that position, but I don't know. I just looking at it now, I'm like, if somebody were pros to me, I'd be like, no. But that's what I'm saying. But that's my, true. But I haven't be- met my guy. And yeah. Yeah. But if, if a guy would propose to you now, like, and you said no, like, okay, leave. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a red flag. It's. I think for anything, I, I knew somebody also who was uh, dating a girl for like about six years. And then he by accident got her pregnant by accident (laughs) no he didn't want the baby and after she wanted the baby and he didn't and then when they decided to have an abortion and not have the baby like their relationship ended okay so i kind of get it in a way it's like if somebody's ready for something and then the other person isn't and not willing to like support it then you have to think about it like well i feel like your your relationship almost goes to shits after because regardless if it's not the right time you guys are on two different pages and i feel like it affects the relationship a thousand percent so i can see how that can affect yeah. also a I, uh, engagement i also whatever. think like people underestimate like i think we always say like obviously what comes first in a relationship you want to be attracted you want to like get along with personality wise you, that you want them to have certain qualities and i think obviously those are like the basis of a relationship but I think people underestimate how important it is to actually have the same goals and to be aligned the same. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times you think it's not important for you to both want marriage, but five years down the line when you want to get married and they don't like that's actually a deal breaker, you know, for a lot of people. I think when you're younger, it's not really a question people care to ask. Mm-hmm. But I think the older you get, I mean, like we always say girls are kind of on a time clock and a lot of us want to be maybe like engaged or married by 30 because like after 30 it starts 35 it starts being harder to have kids so i think as girls we could come off a little more psychotic and like okay like whoa why is she trying to speed the gun but i feel like men have that luxury where they're not as stressed and they have more time which is annoying in a way Mm. we have to carry the baby and we have to fucking be psychotic like (laughs) the fuck and we're on a time limit like no yeah no, but I definitely think that not being at the same place is like enough for me to end a relationship. Because when you want something, you want something like you could try to accommodate for somebody else all the time. But like if that's going to mean you're unhappy and like if these things are important for you, like mm-hmm. and you know what's funny? I actually know a couple of guys that are like, I want to have a kid when I'm young. I want to be married I by next be a young year. Dad. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, it's so different to see a guy like that. Like I legit know a few people that are like, by next year, like, I want to have a baby. And I'm like, really? Oh, my oh God. God. You're not the one that has to pay for the mommy makeover. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be jumping into it so fast. Like, what are things that you would need to make sure you had in order to have a kid? Like, do you want to be a young mom? So I always said I want to be a young mom just because I want to be the cool mom. But I would not have a kid until I feel like I can give them everything that I need. Like, until I'm, like, financially stable I wouldn't have a baby because I don't want to like struggle and like I feel like it puts a lot of strain on an actual relationship. Yeah. So have a kid that you can't afford, you know, to be like financially stable helps a lot of those issues for sure. And like I would just want to have like I don't want to say like that I have my career in order because I think like any time in your life it changes. It's you're growing. But I just I think really the basis would be like that I have enough money to have a baby, you know. And yo, I swear to God, when I see people my age posting their babies, I'm like, guys, 
how do you afford this? Like, how do you well, afford I a think, baby? I think you can afford a baby. I think it's just all about priority and where they put their money. Like, yeah. those are also the type of people who probably don't really travel, haven't really traveled in their mm-hmm. life. And it was more important for them to have a family than it was to, like, explore the world or, you know, do certain things. It's really just where you allocate your money. A hundred percent. But it's and also that's like, literally my biggest fear is like having a kid and not feeling like I lived my life before. You yeah. know, when I have a kid, I really want to dedicate all my time and my like energy. life and energy and everything to them. And I feel like I will be a miserable mom if I can't like look back and like teach my kids and be like, I've done yeah. this and let me like guide you to the right path. If that yeah, makes sense. No, 100 percent. Will we be good moms? I think so. Absolutely. They just can't listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. I see Peter laughing in the corner there. <laughs> I would not advise for my child to listen to my podcast. Well, actually, the other day my mom was over and she was like, so to one of your episodes the other day because I watch your. Well, for her, listening to my episode is watching a teaser on Instagram. Oh, so <laughs> my mom, too. That's my mom listening to my episodes. And she's like. I didn't know you got a nipple piercing at 15. I'm like, here we go. And my stepdad's there going, she got two. And I'm like, it was one. And she's like, I can't believe you used a fake ID. But I'm like, what are you going to do about it? Like, I'm fucking 25. Like, what are you going to, you're going to ground me? Like, it's so funny being that age where you can yeah. be like, yeah, I did this. And you didn't know about it. She, my mom was like shook. She was like, what do you mean? You were so young. Like, and she was all like, who was my daughter? And I'm like, ma, you don't even know. You don't even know me. I don't know the girl that i was what i've been through <laughs> but i love pulling shit on my mom like i'm always like i used to back in the day when i had first like i think when i was like maybe like 22 when i came back from australia like you can't say you can't be mad at me for shit you know what no. i mean like i went around the world yeah um and i remember telling my mom like i used to sneak out of our house all the time when i was a kid I would like I isn't my, it funny saying after the fact yeah and I would tell my mom like basically my room was in the basement guys okay and right beside my room there was like a laundry that's how room. you know you're the problematic child when you're the basement child when you're the basement child forget about you I mean I think your parents should have assumed you're gonna sneak out you're literally living in the basement they literally <laughs> said we're putting you three floors away where we can't hear shit you're doing I'm like perfect if i was a mom i'd be like there's a window that's where my girl's calling out well actually my bedroom had no windows so what the fuck i guess call child protective services were you locked (laughs) wait were you sneaking out because you needed to eat were you the gothic one i'm confused i was the gothic one by the way we know we know (laughs) um so i used to sneak out i used to my room i used to put like pillows under my thing just in case but guys nobody gave a rat's ass i could have got killed in my bed and no one would know till two days later <laughs> two um, days you're so generous a week. i know a week. well if i didn't come up for my daily panini my mom would start asking questions you know what i mean <laughs> um i was like the definition of gremlin that lived in the <laughs> basement <laughs> like oh yeah down there we don't go down there we don't we don't talk about the human the, the middle child yeah the golden children they're upstairs i feel like the first child always gets the most attention and then the last yeah definitely i feel like the middle child is like completely it's like a different i feel like every child has a different experience growing up oh for sure like i look at my brother for example and i feel like being the first child you're like the most strict with Mm -hmm. so like my brother had it the hardest in that sense yeah um, the middle child, it's kind of like... So I wouldn't say that we don't so much... Like, 
yes, you have like middle child syndrome where you're like overlooked. But I think it's because as the middle child, especially when you're in a family where um, the the age difference is very close, it's Mm -hmm. like you're focused on the older child who's like, you know, always bringing the new experiences to the table because they're getting older. They're bringing like, okay, I want to go to a party. I want to start wearing makeup. I want you know what I mean? I want to get a car. So they're focused on that. And then there's like the the small child that's like probably younger and you're focused on like the younger kids needs. So as the middle child, you're just kind of like in the middle, like riding the wave, riding the wave. Like I could kind of get away with anything. And, and I feel like the youngest child gets it the easiest in a mm-hmm. sense. Why my brothers would always be like, you have it the easiest. Like you always got everything because you're like the youngest and like now I'm the youngest. So I get the most focus because they're already older. Yeah. And, like, they've heard all the excuses. They've but heard everything. But I also everything. feel like the youngest child gets a different type of, like... Yeah, like, my mom was saying, you were crying. We didn't give a shit. <laughs> like, the first child, Sorry. you know, they're crying. How can we help? Yeah. What can we do? When you've been on that, like, rodeo three times, you mm-hmm. don't care anymore. You're like, let her cry. But it's like, wow, you're so mean. Yeah. <laughs> what if I was crying for something? But I, I really feel mean? like as the youngest child, because you're the last one to leave the house, they're way more, like, possessive over yes. you. Like, it's more like the baby. You know? Also, and imagine being the only girl. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, that, too. Principessa. <laughs> anyway, so back to my story. Yes. I used to sneak out of the laundry room window, and we had, like, this big <laughs> freezer, you know, like, the ones that you lift from on top like that. And I used to step on that. And, guys, it wasn't a big window. It was the basement windows, you know, like, the rectangles. Oh, my God. You better stop eating paninis if you want to fit through there. man. <laughs> Seriously. I had to lose five pounds just to go to the party I wanted to go to. <laughs> Well, so, if that's not an incentive, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? <laughs> With loss goals. Now you so, go straight through the door. There's space. There's you space. keep eating. <laughs> I don't notice when the pounds back on. <laughs> the door still opens. <laughs> the door still lets me go. <laughs> so I used to sneak out of this small ass window and like bike ride to like parties. Guys, I used to sneak out and I lived. So um, you were the Paris Hilton of these days. I was the, I don't know if I would compare myself to Paris Hilton but I used to sneak out I lived about 45 minutes away from Montreal so I lived like out in like the suburbs and I used to sneak out you were bike riding 45 minutes in I used to sneak out get into a car with like seven people in like a small Toyota okay we were seven (laughs) people in the back no seatbelts drive 45 minutes downtown go to a rave all night okay till 6 a.m drive back they would drop me off. I would sneak back into my bed. I think when you're a teen, you do weird shit and you could just get away with it. Right. Like, and I think I was just like a fucking weird kid. So I was just like, leave me alone. Um, but guys, like, I just don't know how I got away with these things. Like being 45 minutes away from home. When well, you're was your mom to be super strict? She was strict. She was very strict until I was 16. As soon as I turned 16, she was like a lot more lenient. Um, but then she, when she found out I was doing drugs, she, you know slapped me on the wrist a little bit more right it was a little more like don't when leave the she house. found out you were doing drugs um and she was more strict were you more rebellious or less so i was more i was in like my peak rebellion stage but i would i was like more afraid because i knew i could get away with less right because it wasn't like i'm sleeping at my friend's house anymore it was like i literally need to lie about everything and sneak out so I would still sneak out of my house, yep, but uh, it was a little bit scarier. Through that same little window. Same little window. <laughs> um, and I'll always remember, one year on 420, you know, 420, smoke weed, haha. Oh, God. I, um, this is one of the days that shaped me as a human being. I was a weed smoker. Guys, by the way, I don't do any anything anymore. So my, my cool days were when I was 15. 
So it was 420 and I, I went to smoke a joint out of that window with like my body hanging out of the window. But it was like 4 p.m. after a school day. Okay. Okay, wait, I have a question. It's so interesting to hear like when somebody is like younger and they're doing like drugs and stuff and then they grow up to be like such like a, what do you call it? Like they don't do anything. Yeah. I feel like if anything, though, we want our kids to like do that all younger. So they kind of like grow up quicker. I mean, it could go two ways, yeah. you know, you could go down that path and then like you never get out of it and then you're completely like you're still in your 20s doing mm. it. But I feel like I'd be less concerned about a kid who started earlier, which is fucked up to say, because there's a lot of people I talk to who a lot of the time started doing drugs yeah. and a lot of crazy shit at 14 and they're like millionaires now and they've, yeah. they've experienced so much and they feel like they've had different lives. Yeah does so, that make sense a hundred percent i've always felt that way and i'm always grateful that my rebellious like stage was at that age because i don't feel like it actually affected me in life the only way it affected me i would say is actually positively because i learned a lot of things when i was younger and i got through that phase and i got over it like quickly. i don't know how it would be if like, i wouldn't like say, recommend like no. i wouldn't say like hey do drugs after that you know what no, i mean no, like, i know what you mean but i'm saying like I wonder how that would be if you're later on in life starting something like that. I feel like it would be harder to bounce back from, no? <clears throat> I think it's harder to bounce back from. And I think there's also a I lot think, more you have to lose. Right. And I think like also... Like when you have a job, when you're yeah. going to university, like... And also being in your 20s, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about how stressful it is to like... Everyone says like, it's the best years of your life. And we've spoken about this too. But like, I feel like it's also the most stressful because you're like, what am I doing in life? Like, what's my career? Where am I? It, there's a lot of like uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's why a lot of people who are in their 30s are like, I'm way more confident. I'm happy. I'm secure. And they're saying that 30s are the best years of their lives. I just feel like 20s are a hard time to be going through that on top of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I I definitely think like it depends on your path in life. But like like I said, I always do feel in a sense grateful that I got it over with and I got out of it because I know a lot of people that are still into it from like people that I used to hang out with. And I'm right. just like, wow, you know, I'm just happy that I was able to move on from it and learn from it and like mm -hmm. grow from it rather than the opposite. For sure. But then there's like me who like didn't do it when I'm 14 and didn't do it now. So I think mm -hmm. that's like also, you know. But I think it's well. also an interest thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like some people are just don't care, not interested, which is amazing. And I think majority of the people aren't interested, right? It's just really some of you us. think majority of them well, are not interested. I think I would say half half. It, I think it's just who you surround yourself right. with, you know, like anyways, I just I'm happy that I, I got it out of my system yeah. and I don't feel that like that need. Would to you try say that anymore. like those friends, do you, you don't really talk to them anymore? Right? No, like none of them, none of them. There's only one person that I'm still very close friends with from when I grew up in high school. And she doesn't do that anymore as well. No. Or like yeah. little or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 no. So we just both kind of like moved on from that stage. Anyway, so what I... Just to finish my story, not to leave you guys on a cliffhanger. Fuck. They're going to go finish the story that traumatized you forever. <laughs> so 420, guys, I decide to smoke a joint out my window at 4 p.m. on a school day. Okay. My mom's home. Already I'm dumb. I'm, I have my body hanging out of the window. And I think somehow i'm slick okay now i'm high as fuck and i'm watching pineapple express two things like you're watching pineapple express like on 420 guys come on <laughs> well you don't smoke weed you know what i mean like what am i gonna supposed to tell my mom i have no idea what pineapple express it's is the but... movie with uh it's the movie with seth rogan and uh 
uh, James Franco. Oh, okay. Whatever. Basically, they're just smoking weed the whole time. So can you tell I don't do drugs? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So I'm watching that movie in my bed. I think I'm slick. I'm celebrating 420. My mom comes down to do laundry. And already when you're high, guys, you're like paranoid, like of everything. So I hear her do her laundry and I'm starting to freak out because I'm like, oh my so God. So is it like linked into your room? So it's right beside my room, but it's where I went to smoke out the window is the laundry room right okay so she goes in the laundry room i start panicking she opens my door and i'm like i'm caught i'm done right she comes in and she's like do you smell that and i'm like (laughs) guys when i tell you my heart went into my asshole (laughs) no 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 you know that feeling like whoop i was like what do you mean (laughs) smell no can't smell anything she's like i smell a weird smell like something's burning okay (laughs) guys and my mom, bless her heart, is innocent, never did a drug in her life, doesn't know what weed smells like. And she starts going, I think something's burning. I think there's a problem <laughs> with the laundry machine. Guys. She goes, can you come here? I go into the laundry room and I have to start pretending like I don't know what it smells like. But when you're high, your senses are not there. So you can't really smell anyways. So I'm there going, no, don't smell anything. Don't know what you're talking about. She's like... I don't know. I'm freaking out. I'm going to call. I'm going to go call Mario, my stepdad, the guy who knows what weed smells like. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I think it's from outside. I opened the window. My mom's just going, why did you open the window of the laundry room? I'm trying to make up any reason as to why, it's guys, I when did you're that. lying to, to speak less. It's shut the fuck up. Go in your room. Shut the door and say, I don't know what the smell was. Yeah. I start going, I opened the window to... Uh, air out the room guys my mom's like but she's like innocent and actually not understand she's like what do you mean why did you but it, it was burning did you burn something and i'm like no no i don't don't worry about it i go in my room guys have a panic attack i start trying to hide anything that could be related to smoking weed i put the dvd because this was dvd days put the dvd at the bottom of my laundry i'm sitting on my bed going don't look high don't look high don't look high I think that's when you look the that's most high. That's when you look high. the most high, when you start going, hey, my name is, how are you? <laughs> yeah. And then um, my stepdad comes home an hour later and I'm praying to every. Did when you my like mom, Febreze the When place? my mom left, as I as slickly as possible, went into that laundry room and started taking bounce sheets and doing this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remove the smell. <laughs> Guys, my stepdad comes home and he goes, uh, show me the smell. He goes in and I'm praying to every Jesus Lord God that there's no smell in there. And he comes in. What was this? Mom? Beats me. I don't know what it was. <laughs> mommy, goes, she's crazy. Does, yeah, mommy. Sh- menopause, I think. <laughs> so uh, there was no sense, but I so never got away That was it. the first day I had a panic attack. Actually, the first time in my life I ever had a panic attack. And let me tell you, it was it was. So they do- never caught you. But what would happen, you think, if they did catch you? No, well, they did in the future catch right. me. I but mean, it, that was not the time, thankfully. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that's when I... That's the first time that I had a panic attack. And it stuck with me for the rest of my life, guys. And there's nothing scarier than being paranoid while you're high and feeling like somebody's gonna... Yeah. Ooh, it was all over the place. Um, well, since I'm dressed all in black, let's talk about blacking out. <laughs> Ew, I'm so ugly. What kind of... You could have went anyway with that. You know what? I could have. So when I was in Miami with um, a couple friends, I have two friends of mine, okay? And you're on a trip with two people. Mm-hmm. And they're both people who black out. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not really someone that blacks out. I think it's because I don't get to that stage. Mm-hmm. I know when to stop. I don't keep going. There's maybe like one or two times in my entire life that I blacked out. And I also feel like sometimes some people are like way more prone to blacking yeah, out. Like, I think it's almost like when they hit a certain level, it, they automatically go there. Yeah. Um, but I, because it's happened to me like one or two times in my entire life, the feeling of blacking out is probably like the worst feeling and not even in the moment. It's oh, the next no, day. You're like having the, the best day of your life in the, the moment. Post anxiety of the next day. Like you don't want to get out of bed. You're like, what did I do? Don't tell me, but tell me. I, there's so much anxiety and mm-hmm. I look at my two friends who do this all the time I'm like how do you live with yourself how do you wake <laughs> up the next day and get up and casually like, like how are you okay? walk down the street of somebody you don't know what you did to like yeah. I would die I can't live with I think it's knowing. like a scary feeling also to mm-hmm. know like how did I even get in my bed tonight and just like how did I act like all these things would freak me the fuck out I think we're two people that when we drink we like really are in control of ourselves like we're the type of people where we're gonna go and make ourselves puke by ourselves and come out and like nothing happened i like, will lock the yeah. door do it all on my own i don't want anyone to see yeah, yeah. And like we're not the the being on the floor cracked out like i'm not the type of person that i don't trust anyone to take care of me yeah. and, like i feel like the people who just black out and don't give a fuck you got balls doing that <laughs> well what we kind have of trust so many, do you have in your we, friends oh my god we have so many friends who black out and i'm like how do you do it because it's anxiety Mm. um and when i was in florida there was a night one of my uh, um friends had went out and i had done something with my girl and he had went out and he drank a lot and he that's another thing if you're gonna black out you better do it with people you fucking trust like don't start putting trust in people's hands who don't know you you know like and then like they're gonna leave you in two seconds on the curb If you don't know about Manscaped, then I actually think you don't have a phone and you I think don't you're listen living to our podcast. Then. Yeah, I think what's going on? You have some other issues to figure out. But if you don't know, we're going to tell you Manscaped is the best in below the waist grooming for men. They have over 2 million clients worldwide, guys. You want to be a part of those 2 million people because those 2 million people, let me tell you what they have. Smooth balls. Okay. <laughs> and... Guys, Manscaped has pretty much everything you need when it comes to men's hygiene, from shampoo and conditioner, lip balm, to ball razors, ball toners, ball deodorants, and yeah, if you think you don't need that, you do. So go check them out and use our discount code. Guys, use our discount code CHEMICALX at checkout to receive 20% off your entire order. And if you were thinking, then we're also giving you free shipping. So CHEMICALX at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. And another one for the boys... If you need a update on your wardrobe or you just got a new fancy job, we have the perfect company for you. It's called Isotti. They are an Italian-based bespoke suit brand where they make tailor-made suits for you, completely customizable. You put in your measurements and you get in the mail a quality suit made in italy and i think anything that's made in italy we're already like okay this is good quality Mm -hmm. and with that being said we have a discount code for you so use our discount code chemical x at checkout to receive 20 percent off your first suit completely blacked out and uh he wakes up the next day and he thinks he's telling us the story and then new information is coming out like an hour later, two hours later, and then apparently our friend that we know mm-hmm. is like anti-smoker, like 
grew up and would like literally like throw his kid. dad's cigarettes yeah. or like would, he would make these like Bristol board signs like <laughs> with like all these like smoking facts, smoking kills. <laughs> like he was like one of those like a die hard don't smoke. And I was like that growing up. Like yeah. I would literally it would affect me if my mom <laughs> smoked, but if my dad did it it was fine. Like it was the weirdest mm, thing. Sexism. 100%. Well, I think it's because I grew up with my dad smoking and my mom was like doing it casually. Yeah. And I was like, I know. Like, it's not a thing. <laughs> Which is so weird yeah. to think. We're so weird as kids. When we're I think so back to shit fucking, I did, I'm like, shut up. We're so <laughs> fucking weird. But yeah, so he had went to a club and he had went to that same club, like I think two days or a day later. And the bouncer was saying, I remember you. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, you kept coming up to me and you kept saying like, do you have a lighter? <laughs> like, I need a lighter. And the guy, our friend was like, well, I don't smoke. So like impossible. And the bouncer was like, no, like you asked for a lighter. You were smoking a cigarette. I was seeing you. I kept seeing you smoking. Like, that's what he was saying. Like, like I you kept were smoking, smoking all night. And he's like, impossible. Like, I don't <laughs> smoke. But like with his track record and not remembering anything, I don't trust him. <laughs> Like, he was 100% smoking. Well, how crazy is that? Like, you're blacked out. You don't even smoke on the regular. And, like, someone's literally watching you smoke. And you don't even know that's you. But what I find crazy is, like, like if it would be me smoking, I would be like, okay, probably not something. Like, I wouldn't do that on the regular. But I could see myself doing that. Yes, but him. Right, because you've mm. been at one point a smoker. social smoker. Yeah. Or smoker, right. But, but somebody like, like him, who, like, has been against it his whole life, you're, you almost want to be like, well... <laughs> I can't trust you because you blacked out. And guys, he's fighting with the bouncer. Like, that wasn't me. And the bouncer's like, I saw you. I like, saw you. With my own eyes. Like, are you telling me I'm a liar? And at that point, what do you do? You agree? Yeah, I was smoking. And it's like, we don't believe him because then when we hear other information, he had no idea he even done that. He even did that. So I'm like, okay, you're wrong. Like, you did that. <laughs> and it's crazy. And we're walking to the whole... He's like, I don't even know how to hold a cigarette. But growing up, we would we we would literally be in environments where he'd pull out cigarettes and like pretend to Mm -hmm. smoke and like do the whole act and do like jokes things. So he knows how to hold a cigarette. He's been making fun of it. He does like the whole butt shit. And uh, when we're walking back to the hotel, he's holding the key like somebody holds a cigarette. (laughs) So, and he's like, you know, like you're like holding a key and you're like kind of flicking it, but it's (laughs) but it's between his fingers. And like I'm just looking at him, and this is like three days after the information comes out. I'm like, you smoke, you fucking liar. He's like, Alessia, like I she is fucking smoker. I see the way you're holding that fucking yeah Rookie. like show me your pack of cigarettes right now you oh fucking my god liar. so now we make jokes all the time we're like well we're not gonna invite you if you're gonna smoke and we're just like laughing but imagine smoking and you don't even know like what blacking out is the scariest craziest thing and like i remember one time i've only blacked out like black out i've only blacked out a handful of times like really not often the most significant time that i blacked out was the day that i was leaving my trip to australia so i was gone for a year and a half i was finally coming back home to canada it was like a big day right so i had this whole party before i left we went to a pool party we were drinking all day and then i had to leave the next morning at like 7 a.m okay and it was a day i was going to a fucking day party like i thought i was gonna be super cool all good no worries guys i wake up 5 a.m sleeping on not even the couch i was sleeping on the the ottoman you know like the puff okay 5 a.m the light is waking me up i'm like 
where am I? Did I miss my flight home? Like, what the fuck happened? And then my two friends are retelling me the story of happened. Thank God they were there. They're like, you're in the jacuzzi crying your eyes out. And guys, if you know me, I don't fucking cry for nothing. Okay. Like, that would give me so much No, no, no. Anxiety. You have to hear what happened. So I'm in the... I actually went because I was like into this guy. Um, I got invited by this guy that I had went on a date with and it didn't work out, but he invited me to this pool party. So I went. But then while Sounds I like was there... like a bad sign already. Okay. While I was there, this other guy... But this was like a while ago. We just stayed friends. While I was there, the guy I just was messaging and was like actually into at the time shows up at the party. I had no idea they were friends because these are like local Australians. So I didn't even know they were all friends. Okay. So Ooh, now keep your circle. They're small. going like, and I'm like, and he's like, how Can are I just you say here? that as, as big as the world is, it's so small Fucking and you think small. you're good, but you're, ne- you're like, never safe. Always somebody you'll have in common. You'll, and then he's going, how did you like, why are you here? And I'm like, oh, he invited me. And he's like, oh, how do you know him? And then I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. right. Um, anyway, so then I'm like with the guy that I was into. And then there's this girl that was like a legit predator, guys. Like she was kept saying, like, do you want to have a threesome? Do you want to have a threesome? Look at that guy over there. Like, we want to have a threesome with you. And, and was, was the guy like, the guy who invited you? I don't think so. I think it was. I don't remember. I, I genuinely can't even remember who the fuck she was talking about. And she was like, do you find him cute? Like, do you want to have a threesome? And I was like. And I was just trying to play along and just be like, ha, ha, ha. Like, you're so funny. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, hee, hee, hee. Like, I'm not trying to be like, no, get off my fucking swamp. You know what I mean? Like, so she was like very. And then she started getting very aggressive. And she's like, come on, let's have a threesome. Kiss me, kiss me. She kept like forcing. Guys, this was like legitimately like sexual assault. She was grabbing my face and forcing me to kiss her. And I was so drunk that I couldn't like. I didn't right. have like so much control over myself to be like, stop. Like, right. I was very like, you're grabbing me and I'm like, too much is going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hot. I've been in the sun all day. And she wouldn't stop making out with me. And I was like, can you stop? Can you stop? And I was telling her, please stop, please stop. And she was not stopping. And then at a point, I just like turned around. And I started bawling my eyes out. And everybody in the jacuzzi is like, okay, what's <laughs> happening? And they're like, she won't stop touching me. And I no, don't no. Even keep kissing me. I don't want to have a threesome. <laughs> and guys, okay, it gets worse. So I'm crying. They get me out of the jacuzzi and then my birth control pill starts ringing. And I'm like, I need to take my birth control. I need to take my birth control, okay? So now my two Is friends- that healthy to like take it while you're wasted? It is. Okay. So, um, it's so- healthy. <laughs> I don't know if healthy the way is she's the saying right word. It is like, I, I do this on the regular. is the right word, but like, anyways. Is it safe? Sorry. It's safe. Um, so that now my two friends are on the quest to find my birth control pill and I'm standing on the deck crying my eyes out. But at this point I'm wasted. And when I'm that wasted, I just cry for no reason. So now I'm crying. You're like organized. I don't know if people who are blacked out are worrying about their pill. (laughs) But now I'm making a whole story. And the guy that I was into is there. Like, why are you crying? And like red flag, if it's girls crying and it's the second time you meet her, like buddy, go home. Yeah. So my friend gives me my tiny birth control pill guys and i'm blackout drunk like i could have mittens as hands okay what do i do drop the pill in the cracks of the fucking deck so it falls under everyone's going with their flashlights the guy's like is that bad that you dropped your thing i'm like i don't know just give me another one oh dummy okay and then she goes the next day 
this is all them retelling you the story and then she goes yeah look at this video i'm like what's that video she's like it's you making out with that guy outside of our house on the side of the road in the car but everyone could see you i was like i'm (laughs) so glad i'm leaving this country and i never want to come back (laughs) oh my god like you think you're so slick you're so sexy but you're not you're not you're not fucking sexy man oh my god (laughs) and like the worst part is he was sober so that's not allowed to say that's not allowed (laughs) that's not allowed you can't see me blacked out if you're you have to at least be tipsy you see yourself through the same lens yeah like you need to like beer goggles or something like anything guys not stone cold well at least it happened on the last night yeah and i really said peace at least you know what i find disrespectful when somebody like blacks the fuck out and then they wake up they put you through a whole shit show yeah you're dragging them by the hair to get them in the house and then they have the audacity to wake up and go what, what happened, happened last night? Yeah. Oh Bitch. my god. Like you don't get to ask that question. <laughs> Remember. I had my fingers down your throat. I was grabbing you by the ears. You no, don't, no. you better fucking rack your brain because I'm not telling you shit. Like when I was in New York, um the same friend blacked out and then we woke up in, in the morning and there was like chips everywhere. It was a riot in the fucking hotel room. And because of him. Because of him, completely him started fights, didn't like literally disgusting. Mm-hmm wakes up in the morning and goes what happened like why is there chips everywhere like why aren't they picking that up why aren't you picking that up as a joke to me i'm like no 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 no. you don't get to talk like that yeah and don't ask me what happened like no no like you need to and, say and sorry. people who black out all, all the time are always the people who have the worst memory mm-hmm. like just in general yeah. like you ask them to like remember something for you they'll never remember they just have bad memories i don't know if that's a thing but like my three friends who are like that even if they don't black out they have bad memories but also i find when people black out like because they don't remember they don't apologize for their actions yeah you're like bitch i don't care if you remember or not you better say sorry right now it's like when somebody cheats in your dream but like and you wake up and you say babe apologize it's the the same feeling for them but so true not for me baby i deserve that apology They never apologize now that I think about it. I think I'm going to call my friends and tell them to apologize for all the situations that they put me through. (laughs) There was another time, one of my other friends, it was Halloween. And already Halloween's a sketch time to start blacking out. It's very, I don't know. I'm going to lose you in the club with all the other cops. Exactly. And uh, I'll never forget, like, we were all drinking and he must have got, I don't know, like, we want to say he blacked, like, somebody drugged him, but... I feel like there's a fine line between like drugging and when you know somebody already blacks the fuck out all the time. And you know exactly how they're acting. Um, and I feel like it's unfair to black out because now everybody can't enjoy their night and get wasted because we're always having to take care of the guy who is going to black out 100%. or the girl who's going to black out. Selfish behavior. Selfish. Like, don't drink. figure it out. Yeah. And like you were saying, there is a cap. Like, how do they know when to... It's really hard mm-hmm. because it only affects later on Mm -hmm. like they could drink 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 and be good and then it just hits them so it's like they don't know when to stop it's really fucking weird (laughs) and there was one time where we had all left the party and we're all drunk and i think we're all going different ways and then like i get a call from the mom saying like do you know where my son is and i'm like i have no idea and like I'm like, well, he's probably just drunk. He's probably like with a guy like we don't mm-hmm. know. And then like two hours later, three hours later, like he hasn't come home and it's like morning. And now like it's concerning, yeah. you know, you're like, hey, what happened? Did he get like kidnapped? Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. How do you live with your life? Like, how don't you make changes in your life knowing that you yeah. left the party and the next thing you know it, you're in the morning, you wake up and you're in a hospital bed. Like 
who took you there like what the fuck happened were you on the side of the road like how did you get there and like my thing is like are you walking by people that saw you in that seat like how do you know that you're just going by free like the guy at starbucks is going i fucking remember you you were puking on the side of the road yesterday but you're living free like you don't know that anybody saw whatever you did i feel like it's almost like having alzheimer's where you like you don't know and it doesn't affect you but like everyone else is kind of like it would affect me <laughs> Woo. Guys, if I woke up in a hospital, I think I would. I would never be the same after that. I think for three days he was going back in his head like what happened and could not remember anything. That's fucking scary. But do you think people are like you either have that? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Like I said, I think some people are just more prone to it. It's just some people because I could like drink, drink, drink. And it takes a lot for me to get to the point. Yeah, I think everyone after a while could black out. Yeah. But I think people, it just hits them at a certain time. Yeah. But it was the funniest thing because my two friends who always black the fuck out, I had left them and I was like playing at the casino once and (laughs) they were having, they were laughing. They were having such a whole fucking conversation in the bathroom. Okay. I come back. I'm like, why are they even talking to each other? They're going to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> no one's remembering the conversation. Like, don't even have the conversation. Go to bed. <laughs> why even waste your words? Don't even waste your words. They're, they wake up the next morning. Nobody remembers what happened. I'm like, I came home. You guys were laughing in the bathroom together. What were you guys talking about? They're like, we were laughing in the bathroom. Like, I feel like you almost need that second person to just do uh. it with you because then I'm the girl the next day saying, yeah, you guys well, were the, the one bathroom. who has to start saying, you did this, you did this, you did this. And then they hate you because you're telling them their own actions. Yeah. Like, they're going, stop, don't tell me. Bitch, I'll fucking tell you and I'll tell you again. Because you're fucking annoying. Yeah, like <laughs> I had to live through this and I have the memory. Um, oh so God. I'll never forget worst ever time. Me and my, me, Alessia, and one of our friends went to this chalet party up north, guys. So like, this is like a minimum 45 minute drive okay to get up i think north. it was actually an hour was, and 30 yeah i think it was even further. we were like, contemplating like going mountains, we were contemplating okay? going because it wasn't 45 yeah. minutes and it was an hour and 30 so it was like a chalet party um and we just like fuck it we'll go okay and we're young at this point i think we we're like 18 or yeah. 19 we drive all the way up to this party we start drinking and then and all i'm the this, driver so yeah i drank like maybe one and a half drinks because i knew i had to drive yeah. back but this was at the point where on your license you have zero tolerance so like even if you smell alcohol you're getting a dui you know what i mean but whatever we drive up we're drinking Alessia's the driver we're good then our friend starts acting out of control and we're like what the fuck's happening and i'll always remember we're literally just strolling down at the party by like the water area and he just walks away by himself bends over and comes back and i'm like what he's like i just went to puke and i'm like no like <laughs> at that no. point, at that like, point we're going home yeah so then he starts acting fucking weird and he's like, I think I was drugged, okay? And now we're like, what the fuck? Like, we're all freaking out because we don't actually know By anyone the way, that at this card party. of saying, like, you're drugged, it only works so many times. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to use that card, just remember, you can't use it next week and the week after that when you're blacking out. Like, yeah. choose your fucking dates properly because Literally. nobody drugs you every fucking week, okay? It could yeah. happen once in a while, but yeah, don't blame that on your actions all the Literally. time. So he starts saying that and we're like, but actually, I think this time he might have been drugged. No, no, he was drugged. He was drugged. <laughs> so we're we're sitting. And then at one point, OK, he turns around and he starts getting this huge nosebleed. And already we're at a party where we don't need people. You don't want to be the group. And it with wasn't the really guy a who party where like we can start being that. Group. No, no, that's what I'm saying. We're already like invited, but like. But like not really. We did plus two. Like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember whose party it was. I, I remember. Oh, <laughs> I'll okay. tell you after 
Um, so his nose starts bleeding. It starts being embarrassing. But at this point, he's getting so drunk that we're like carrying him to but the we bathroom. we were saying like he didn't drink that much. Yeah. So we're carrying him to the bathroom and he's starting to be like wobbly body. Okay. His nose is bleeding. We can't get it to stop bleeding because when you drink, your blood thins and then you start just bleeding like crazy. Yeah. So his nose is bleeding so much. We're like, oh my God, what do we do? He, we start shoving like Kleenexes up his nose, okay? Somehow we end up in the parking lot. He's sitting on the floor. His other nostril starts bleeding. <laughs> he literally he's, looked like Chucky. He's coughing and there's blood spraying <laughs> everywhere, okay, guys? There's this guy is sitting First on the floor, of all, blood all it's, over it's his body. It's hard enough to deal with somebody who's puking and you have to get in the cart who has a wobbly body. Imagine puking and plus blood. <laughs> blood coming out of their nose like insane amount, like buckets. Yeah, it was literally like I, I think was we concerned. even have a picture of him like in yeah. the front of the chalet just like chucking blood everywhere and it was like concerning like people were like what's going and we didn't know what to say and we were embarrassed we're like we're leaving like yeah we're not even really invited here like at a point like he starts to get really bad and like we're at this point like do we call an ambulance like he's not stopping bleeding like what the fuck do we do so we're like okay let's just leave so at this point he's really starting to get like not um what's the word conscious Mm mm-hmm so we put him in the car. He goes in the back seat, and like you know, when that drunk person, they just like kind of topple over and they sleep. We're like safe, you know. Yeah. We start our drive, guys, and I all always remember I had put a bag under his under his <laughs> mouth. Okay. <laughs> and I remember. I want he you to know that it everywhere, was, guys, but we, the bag. <laughs> we took his car there. Yeah. And it was like. Good fellas, like Mercedes, but you know, like the back in the day one that was like kind of like rectangular. Yeah, you know, the like, boxy one. The boxy big car. Like you have to park that thing. You're parking a boat. Like, <laughs> and there's no backup camera on and that. There's shit. no backup. So, <laughs> so he's in the back fending for himself at this point because we're just like we just want to get out of here alive. Yeah, he's bleeding, puking. At this point, we roll down the window for him, and he just has his head hanging out the window, <laughs> throwing up on the side of his car. Okay, and it's like I wasn't drunk driving. I had yeah. one drink. Yeah. So, but you don't want to get stopped when you don't even have that. Even if I drank the drink at the beginning, and we we didn't yeah. leave that late after because yeah. it happened soon. Yeah so i'm already stressed drinking water even though i'm fully conscious mm-hmm. so we're driving and we're stressing because we're like our friend is dying in the back he's and we're actually in the middle dying of fucking nowhere and it's like dark roads like very like up north forest vibes like all no sudden, lights yeah. nothing all of a sudden wee, wee, wee. is that is that the sound of a cup cart <laughs> we get pulled over okay and we're like what the fuck and we have a bleeding puking guy in the back seat me who's drunk alessia who technically by the book is not allowed to be driving and we're like and his head is out the window on the same side that the cop is literally pulling and we're going what don't say anything don't say anything guys he couldn't fucking hear us (laughs) yeah he didn't give a fuck he would have been put in jail and he wouldn't remember anything guys and i remember being like we're good yeah he was like what's wrong with your friend and we were just like oh he just had too much to drink because we almost played it off like we're dealing we're taking him out because he's wasted it made us almost like we're not wasted i mean if they Um, really wanted to check yeah i'm gonna be honest i think he just looked at us saw the puke saw the blood and said i'm not fucking doing i'm not dealing with i'm gonna be honest you guys could be black i'll just keep driving (laughs) because i don't want to fucking do this guys he just let us go he was like okay bye have you ever heard of a cop who sees that and is not like i've gotten tickets for not having a one brake light (laughs) i've gotten tickets for we had a man in our american stop bleeding 
Insane. And Nate's like, he didn't even give a fuck about his life either. And like, like my stress here is that we took his car and like at some point I'm going to have to drop his car off at his place and mm-hmm. then I'm stranded. Yeah. But I had to drop off Veronica first because I remember you two didn't want to go to the party and I had to convince you guys. Yeah. So like the pressure of me feeling now like this guy is dying in my car and he didn't want to go to this party <laughs> and you guys did it for me. And now here we are. Anyways, I have to drop off Veronica. So we're driving and all of a sudden I'm just like, whatever, he's puking in the back. It's fine. I'm this was s- a situation like you just you block it out. You're blocking it out. Yeah. Just so like, I'm just go. driving and I'm like, it's not like like we smell it and stuff, yeah. but it's ha- it's happening in the back. Yeah. All of a sudden he like, what do you like sneeze puke? <laughs> Guys, he gets up and he like, but he's sitting almost in the middle. OK, coughs, puke. You know, like that girl in the middle the who, like is mad. She's not in the front seat. So kind of goes in the middle. It's like, hey, what's up? Like, what's happening here in the front? <laughs> Guys, his one sign of life was <coughs> coughs, pukes all over us. And we're there like coughs, pukes, blood goes spraying and also puke chunks. <laughs> Guys, I kid you not. I'm driving. There's chunks on my on my wheel, on my wheel and on the back of my head. And I'm just like, Alessia, just get everybody all like don't even breathe. Don't breathe. Don't. And I, after that, because I remember the whole time I was checking on him. I'm like, stay awake, stay awake, stay alert. You know, like I didn't want him to fall asleep. Yeah. And he's telling me off. Shut up. Da, da, da. Yeah. And after after you puked on me, baby, you're on your fucking own. <laughs> choke. <laughs> fucking choke. No, 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 literally choke. Whether it's the blood, whatever. Yeah. It's all fun and games until you get home. Yeah. I'm like, you get home. He's still in the back seat. I'm still driving a fucking good fella's car. <laughs> It was one of those cars where like you like rip a seam at some point and you might find money in like a in like a corner <laughs> in a corner you know what i mean it was one of those cars where i actually think it like belonged to somebody's sketch before <laughs> anyway yeah. now i'm trying to drive and shit's happening in the back you know like he's puking imagine like driving i don't know if you've ever been there where you're driving and you're trying to handle somebody yeah. in the back i like, like a baby it's like a kid you're like trying to handle the person behind, but you also know like every once in a while you got to look in the front because you might have to do a swerve. You're going to hit a car yourself. Like you might actually be the reason like you kill yourself. <laughs> anyway, I remember like trying to handle him in the back, turning back the car. Like I had to swerve the car because I almost got in a serious car accident. And that's the point where I was like, I don't care what the fuck happens. Like I need to get myself home alive. Like fuck him in the back. Die. Die. I don't care. <laughs> And guess what, guys? Wakes up in the morning. What happened last night? <laughs> not allowed. Absolutely not allowed. No, 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 no. But that I, was like, I wasn't sure if he was going to be alive at that after that night. I do remember, like, even when I got him home, he was not getting out of the car. And, like, I'm, like, tapping him, like, get out. And I just remember, like, we got him through the garage. And after that, I was like, fuck you. I don't <laughs> care if you fucking plank in the garage. Like, my work here is done. I did everything that I could do. <laughs> Um, just a last story on blacking out. I'll always remember. There was like one really, really bad situation with one of my friends when we were in high school. And uh, I'll always remember I had to get her out of that party. It was like a whole ordeal. And uh, I called a taxi because this was before Uber existed. Called a taxi. Everyone helped me carry her into the car. And then we got to her house and she couldn't remember her. Like she was 
incoherent. Like she couldn't tell me the code for her house. I was freaking out and then I couldn't get her out of the car and I was asking the taxi driver, can you please help me carry her to the door? And he was like, no. And I was like, please, like I can't get her out. And he was like, no, sorry, I'm not helping you. And the I was like, like, that's not part of my job. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? So he helped me take her out of the car, but he just left her on the grass in the lawn. <laughs> Guys, are you fucking kidding Tips me? not included. Like, he, he didn't give a fuck. Like, I was like, are you joking? Like, I can't do this on my own. And he was like, sorry, no. And I was like and then i was like trying to get into her house somehow and this was all at the age where her parents couldn't know that she was blacked out and it was a whole fucking ordeal but i'll never forget that taxi driver that left me hanging i think the one time i blacked out and it was like really disgusting was like my birthday two years ago um (laughs) i feel like there was like a lot going on um my ex at the time had like lost his grandfather so it was a really Mm. like sketch time to be going out because you want to do the right thing and just do dinner but then i was like you know what like it is my birthday. Even if you're not going to come out, I'm still going to go out with my friends. Mm-hmm. And you know when you have a lot on your mind, I feel like that's a long, like a lot of the times why you black out. Yeah. Because you're like trying to like avoid situations and things. Yeah. And especially the club we were going to, it's like there's no service. <laughs> like you are in that cave and that's it. Like yeah. don't try and get a hold of somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you, your phone doesn't work. No reception, which is a good and bad thing. You actually enjoy your night, but... Mm-hmm. you don't know what outside music is happening yeah and i remember me and your sister like literally blacking the fuck out like not remembering our night waking up in the morning and just like getting told off from like my boyfriend she lost her phone we have to share the phone because she needs to deal with what's happening with her phone <laughs> we're literally in her bed it's like 5 p.m we're ordering uber eats it's literally six o'clock we're eating our poutine and going back to bed because we just face the next day and i was like i don't want to remember what happened like don't even tell me Mm -hmm. it was like the worst but the best night i blacked out that night too but i (laughs) it was the worst night for me um but i will say you wasn't she wasn't she like walking in the snow yeah when no she was like walking like a dog and my boyfriend who were both blacked out drunk (laughs) were trying to carry her who was even more blacked out drunk and we kept dropping her in the snow. And at one point, she just said, fuck it. I'm doing it on my own. And she just went running, guys. No shoes January through the slush. Not even snow, slush. But uh, I will say, you do get an allowance for blacking out. And it is on your birthday. And I was going like to say, where? Slide. Where can I? <laughs> like, That's allowance. true. <laughs> like, birthday is like, we could be pissed at you, but not for long, you know? But I was pissed. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, no, fucking crazy. Yeah, I blacking out is a scary thing, it's guys. Not for me. If you we love hearing these stories. So if you want, write in the comments your blackout story at, or DM us and maybe we can say a few next week, but funny ones only, please. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like don't bring like murder stories that we have to live with. Like well, oh, you know, him god. bleeding yeah, and that was a murder story. That was sketch. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. As usual, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment down below, leave us five stars on Apple Music, and follow us on Spotify. We love you. See you next week.